You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. This podcast is sponsored by Rask Invest, my guide to money and investing on the ASX and globally. To learn more about Rask Invest, follow the link in your podcast player. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance. The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome to this special episode where we talk Christmas and spending money. Our favourite time of the year. Yes, it is. And it's probably not the best time of the year for your wallet, unless you've been very... Uh, diligent and set a plan in advance. We're in the the final hours. Uh, the countdown to Christmas is real and people are probably stressing about money and ways to save and what have you. So we thought we'd add our two cents. Mm, the Maya window's already up, so we're well and truly in the festive season. Yeah, right. I remember going to Bunnings. I reckon it would have been like four or five months ago and I reckon they were already preparing. Mm. I mean, so as mince, soon as Easter's done. The mince pies turn up pretty early in about October. In yeah, don't the supermarkets, they? Supermarkets, so. Yeah, cool. So uh, we figured in this episode... We might just share some ideas from both sides of the ledger. So like mm. making a little bit more money, but also how to save money at Christmas and how to do it right, I guess. And not go into crazy debt at Christmas. Yes. And that's one one thing we wanted to kick off the episode with is just some uh, scary facts from Finder. So the comparison site, they did some research not too long ago, I think maybe a couple of years ago now. Um, and they found that 36% of Aussies use credit cards to pay for presents. Mm. And they're often still alarming. paying those that Christmas debt off a year later. Ouch. 4% use personal loans. That's pretty scary. Yeah. One thing that isn't captured in this mini research is uh, payday loans, which in my mind are kind of like the nastiest loans, they're the worst mm. kind. Um, fortunately, 75% of people, I don't, maybe some people use savings and credit cards, but 75% of people use savings to pay for presents. And that's great. Yeah, that's ideal, right? Yeah. 
But I think this study was done before we had the wonders that be Afterpay, Zip, and all these buy now, pay later apps. Yeah, so the ones popping up. So that's that'll, it's definitely going to change the retail landscape. I mean, yeah. I was doing some reading on Australia Post a few weeks ago, and they said um, these buy now, pay later services had dramatically increased their um, postage all right. amounts. All right, because people <laughs> were just buying online. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so you've got a note here that. Um, Pretty much sums up the use of debt to um, yeah. to buy. So I, what my opinion is, your family and friends don't want you to go into debt for them at Christmas. Mm. And I mean, if they do, yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> need might to be find some new family and friends. Um, but definitely, like you, you want to s- give something special to people. You want to make it a nice day for your family. But your family honestly don't want you to hurt yourself financially and be paying for it and suffering a year later just for one day yeah as much as we think that hey you know buying this extra widget for little johnny or stacy is going to make their day at the end of the day happiness does not come from material items and all you're really doing is just setting yourself up for more i guess stress down the line um we've talked about payday uh these buy now pay later apps and different types of debt earlier in the series so please go back and listen to them if you need any more motivation but you're absolutely right, Kate. No one wants you to go into debt just to share some yeah. little material item with, with them. I don't think anyone wants a gift from a family member knowing that that family member is going to struggle for months to pay it off. So mm. I think it's just having sort of less expectation on the season almost yeah. um, and not expecting too much and just being kind. And mm-hmm. Well, I think you, if you dig into the bit of the research here, you'll find that you get more happiness from the connections with other people rather than the material items. Mm. So that's a big one. Another one is kind of just health and well-being. Yeah. And when you think that how much stress from debt um, plays on your happiness, yeah, it's not. It's not definitely not about material items is what we're trying to say here. I know it's easier said than done, but uh, you can get creative. So we're going to go through some of those things with you in just a moment. But Kate, you've again, again, you've got another note here, and this is for the person who always says, "Please don't get me anything." Or the person who has everything. How do you how do you buy for someone who's got everything? Yeah. So my favorite gift is Oxfam actually do cards and they say uh, you've got a chicken or you've got a goat. So you might pay twenty dollars and buy a card, and you're helping support a, a rural farming project in Africa or something like that. And the recipient gets a funny card saying that they've bought a goat for someone in Africa, and you've donated some money to charity and there's no wasted item involved cool so this is oxfam yeah charity. and i think world vision do it as well but yeah cool so and you, you can definitely you can order e-cards now from oxfam so right so good for the environment then too yeah, as well no junk and uh actually helping someone great and is oxfam a charity i imagine it is yeah i believe so well then that might and that actually, ding, 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 donations, I know in tax Melbourne, deduction. there's an Oxfam shop, so you can buy things that have been made by hmm. people overseas or all the profits are going to support local projects overseas and you can buy all sorts of items and handmade things. Right. Okay, cool. So just if you're looking for some unique gift ideas. Yeah, I think giving back is a big thing that we've kind of emphasised in this series so far and Christmas is a great time to do that. Hmm. We can talk to tips for spending, but you could have... Uh, you know, giving up your time, you could go and volunteer. Uh, there's plenty of like shelters and, and food. That put on lunches at yeah. Christmas and they always need help. Absolutely, they do. 
Then there's things like give up your, some groceries if you have in your pantry. There's um, food drives, those types of things. And gift drives as well. Gift drives. Disadvantaged children. Yep. You can Google and it'll come up in your area. We'll, we'll try and put some links in the show notes too. Okay. So let's get to some tips. People want tips. They want strategies to save money <laughs> or to do their shopping better. So I guess it might be a little bit late for this, we've said, but... One thing people can do to try and add some extra dough in their their wallet for um, for Christmas and for spending is just to do some cash work or to do some extra work on the side. Mm. So this time of year tends to be pretty quiet for some businesses, but it tends to be extremely busy for other businesses. Mm. And retail take on many, many casuals over Christmas. That's it. They do too. But not even that. You might have a friend that has a business that needs to get things done before the end of the year and you mm. might be able to lend a hand. You might be able to work for four or five hours. That might be, you know a few dollars in your pocket that then you can go and put into something else. So that's one thing. And perhaps we should have mentioned this months ago so people had time to repair. <laughs> but that's one, right? Another thing is, um, and this is an obvious one, is just selling unwanted items. Selling last year's Christmas presents. And last haven't year's Christmas <laughs> presents. Yeah, that's it. So, presu- uh, I mean, I'm assuming you still have them. But yeah, you definitely could. So one thing is... Um, and someone might be wanting to re-gift it to someone else. So who knows if you put it on Gumtree... Well, that's it. We're about to talk about how you can spend better. And one of the ways you can do that is by shopping secondhand. Um, So getting uh, pre-loved items uh, is a great way to save a lot of money, a lot of money. And what you're effectively doing is recycling last year's present or, you know, something (laughs) that someone bought before. And you can do exactly the same thing, right? You're effectively swapping. Yeah. For, for something from a while ago. So the, the, the two things we've got here, obviously just pick up some extra work. This is an interesting one. So it's one that I've talked about before when uh, through Rask Invest, I actually said, you know, to pay down debt, you could get a second job and effectively that job is solely to pay down debt. Mm. But you could do the same thing. You could adopt the same approach. And I know many people that do this, they have side hustles. They do things on the side that make them say 50 bucks a week, 100 bucks a week, whatever it is. And they put that towards things like Christmas presents. Yeah. And that's a good, really, that's a really good way to do it. Another one is people do that for holidays, but it's kind of those extra things. And even sort of planning ahead for next year, maybe create a, a separate bank account and put, I don't know, $20 in each paycheck or something, whatever's relevant to you and just have that going in there all year long so it's all ready to go for Christmas and yeah. you don't have to take money out of your other main savings account. Yeah, and you can just automate that just like you do with, say, for me, for example, I automate the super contributions, the extra 20 bucks or whatever it is. It just goes, I don't even know when it comes out, mm. it just goes. Uh, so you could do that with something like this. Uh, so I guess challenge for everyone listening to this is do you have any tables and I'm touching the table here because I'm thinking of getting rid of this table. <laughs> do you have any tables, do you have furniture, uh, electronics, uh, anything really, clothes is a big one, any of those items that you can repurpose and give them to someone else or even give them away. Mm. You know, if you have kids, uh, one of the tactics you could use is just taking, getting, getting them together, working out what you don't need and then instilling those um, those values in them to then go and take those unwanted unwanted items down to you know your to, local vinnies yeah vinnies or salvos or something like mm. that okay so that's how you can we loosely make some extra dough while you save up for christmas but let's talk about shopping tips everyone's got a few good ones my first one is just the a big one it comes from choice choice magazine says that aldi's christmas pudding came out at the number one pudding of all how good's that <laughs> So if you're into cheap Christmas desserts, a Christmas pudding from Aldi, this show is not sponsored by Aldi, but you can go and get one. 
Um, Christmas puddings are super expensive to make. Are they? So to buy all the like the um, the dried fruits and the liqueur and all those ingredients. And don't They're you need to prepare dense. them like months in advance? I think this is like yeah. a packet thing. Like you just, it's like a sachet. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay, it's so, probably much cheaper to buy it from Aldi. Yeah, it would be. So this one uh, got an 89%. Uh, so all of the experts that reviewed it said that they, you know, 89% of them said this is a good quality pudding. And the Coles <laughs> one, shock, I got 72%. What kind of job is it? Christmas pudding reviewer. Yeah, well, better than the Nasserat. Okay. okay, so your one. What have you got for us, Kate? So spending, sorry, setting a spending limit. Yeah, nice. So either for the day or for the season or just for Christmas presents, you might or have individuals. A, yeah. So you, I I kind of prioritize different people. So <laughs> there's, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. So the most important people in my life get allocated X amount of the Christmas budget, and then other people get divvied up with the rest of the budget yeah, right. it sounds really bad but i mean you often want to you might want to buy something more in depth for someone that's really special to you and then yep. the other people you might just get a little something for mm. so mm. i think having having a limit and i mean i've been doing the trick i mentioned before where i put some money aside each paycheck all year so that's my christmas amount and i'm sort of divvying that up and working out the best way to allocate that to the people i love Cool. Well, the thing is, right, if you set a budget, that's your budget. Mm. That's the money you have. You shouldn't then try and stretch that to make it fit. That's the limit. So you can yeah. get creative from within that. Um, you, so you said set a, setting a spending limit, and this is kind of universal. Like everyone says, have a budget, stick to it. Another one is to have a time limit. <laughs> so this is a really good one for someone that likes to spend a lot of the time, a lot of their time shopping. So they're the types of people that get satisfaction from that type of thing. I find it very, I get a lot of anxiety when I shop. I'm like, get in, get out, get away from these people, yeah. get out of the shopping center, etc. But one thing you can do is you can say, I'm going to spend three hours at the shopping center and that's it. It's mm. going to be at this time. You know, this is what I need to do in that amount of time. And that will make you prioritize your actions. You're not going to get distracted. Yeah. As they used to say to me in the military, move with purpose. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you go from one spot to the next, you know what you're there for. Or you could shop online as long as you're not going to add too many extras to the cart. That's a good way to stop. You yeah. can plan exactly what you want. And then mm-hmm. if you shop online, hopefully you don't end up buying an extra pair of sneakers. Well, yes. Yes, Kate, that is true. <laughs> so you could shop online. That's a really good tool to manage your, your, your budget. One thing to be mindful of is to be aware of shipping costs. So to know that and to, to obviously you have to plan in advance. You mentioned Australia Post before. Imagine them mm. right now, how crazy it is with all the packages. Yeah, it's and not something you can do two days before Christmas. That's it. So with the shipping costs, when you write down your list of things that you want to get and you have your budget, try and get them all from the same place. I'm not saying like Amazon, go to Amazon, go to eBay, go to these places. But if you get them all from the same place, you might get free shipping. So something to consider. A lot one. of my families end up getting books from Demix. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, if you can buy it all together, that's even better. The next one is uh, a creative one for kids to get them involved in Christmas. So the amount of people that spend money on, on wrapping paper. I love right. wrapping paper. Yeah, I mean, I do too. And I did buy some the other day. But if you have kids and they love to scribble on stuff, get, get them some to scri- butcher's paper. Get, get them some butcher's yeah. paper. Get them whatever. And don't get them to scribble on something and make them feel like they're part of it, which they are. Mm. And then use that as the wrapping paper, right? It's a little bit more creative. doesn't cost you anything. You know, we all use wrapping paper and then throw it out literally the day of Christmas. Yeah. It's such a waste. I mean, if you've got 
newspapers that aren't going to rub off on the gift. Maybe try that. Yeah, I, I guess then you you are at risk of not looking very creative, just looking like a yeah a tight ass. I'm going to say it, but <laughs> you could. I don't know what I'd think if I got a newspaper wrapped gift. But. I would be perfectly happy with that, but not everyone is. So get your kids to just scribble on some paper, write you know draw some trees, whatever presents, whatever. That's your uh, your Christmas wrapping. Another one is to cards, Christmas cards. I went to shop for a, a birthday present recently. I spent $14 on a Hallmark card. We talk about being a captured audience. You got audience. ripped off, Owen. Yeah, because I, it was at Chadson's Shopping Centre in Melbourne. Ah. On the way out, I'm like, oh my God, I need to get a card for this present. Go into the news agency that's nearest the exit. Sure enough, I'm like, that'll do. Damn it, was in a rush, had to go, didn't realise what I spent. Did it Tap play happy, happy birthday as well? It didn't do anything, no. actually. Got it, threw it out about two hours later. Moral of the story is... A letter is probably worth more than a card. Mm. So if you sit down and write a, a nice letter to someone, you can just neatly put that together, stick it onto your uh, child-inspired wrapping paper, and away you go. And yeah. it's probably a lot more meaningful. I know some people free. that write a whole, like a year in review, like an update, if you don't see them that often, extended family and stuff, yeah. like a what your family did this year, mm-hmm. um, and post that, and that's, and maybe put some photos in. That can be a really thoughtful even in place of a present. You've yeah, thought sure. of them, you've updated them, but you don't need a gift. Yeah, fair enough. I like it. Okay, we can now look at other ways to purchase. So one way um, is you're saying make a gift. Yeah, so if mm-hmm. you have some skills. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're a bit more creative. Um, yep. Make Christmas-shaped shortbread oh, or gingerbread right. or cookies. I mean, especially if you've got young kids, getting them involved in that as well. Um, mm-hmm. I know people have given me jams and chutneys before, and that's been quite cool. Yep, cool. I like it. But I guess you have to kind of be uh, inspired to, to cook yeah. or something like that. <laughs> so you would get it from me and it would just be a mess. But absolutely. I don't know you can make them a Christmas pudding. You can make them some mince tarts. You know, a good one for older gentlemen. So any older gentlemen that are listening, and I don't mean to stereotype, anyone <laughs> can do this, but uh, is to, you know, that a lot of men join clubs and they do like wood turning and that type of thing. Mm. And getting something from them is like, I find that really valuable because they put a lot of time and effort into it. And there's yeah. certain things like, uh, again, don't mean to generalize, but you get um, from grandma's love to knit things um, and mm. create you know, little things for kids or blankets, that type of stuff. Blankets, jumpers. Yeah, it's I all mean, so if valuable. artistic paintings or whatever art form. Yeah, and if, at the very least, it can be a bit of a laugh if you get it wrong. Yeah. But it's something that you can make and it costs you virtually nothing and you probably get satisfaction from it, right? Yeah, it brings as much fun and entertainment under the tree. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next one is secondhand purchases. Uh, so we've talked about this already, but there are the obvious things. Facebook Marketplace, which is an app just in the Facebook ecosystem. Uh, then you have Gumtree, eBay. You have eBay. Yep. These websites kind of sell unloved or pre-loved items and i sell a lot of stuff through these sites and i buy a lot of stuff through these sites wonderful Even checking out op shops there's a lot of last yeah. year's christmas gifts yeah. that are in you find so much stuff in op shops that is in new condition hasn't even been opened yeah travel to a nice suburb especially if you're looking and, for uh, a juice maker there's a lot of unopened juice makers <laughs> yeah, there actually is isn't there i think i've said a few so uh what what you can do with these things is um you can find the product that you want to buy new and then just jump onto Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree or eBay and search for it. Yeah. So it could be something a bit more daggy. You're probably not talking about you know something that, like 
a new fashionable piece of clothing, although it could be, you're probably talking about like consumer electronics, mm. right? The amount of people that get a phone, and I do this, when my plan comes up and I'm holding my iPhone, but when you get a phone, um, when your plan comes up, they say, you can upgrade and get this new phone. Sometimes I do that, but I don't change phones. I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'm happy with my plan. I'll just sell this one. And I sell it online for a lot cheaper than they could get it brand new in store. Yeah. Right? So there's those types of things that pop up. One thing, I had a friend, and I won't mention him by name, but he was probably 25, 26 at the time, maybe even a bit older, and he didn't know how to sell things online. Hmm. I think it's pretty commonplace, but if you haven't sold anything online before, don't be ashamed, don't be you know, put off. It's actually a very simple process. Take some good looking photos, put a really flashy description and put it on there. Mm. And obviously the first, if you get, if you, this is a little hack for people that do <laughs> this for the first time. If you put something online and then you get immediate response and I'm talking about within like 20 milliseconds, it's generally a spammer. So don't take those ones seriously. Or you put the phone way too cheap. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, well that could be, yeah, that's another reason to up the price. But if they say to you, send the product now and I'll pay you later, definitely yeah. do not do that. So just meet them in a public place. Um, you know, those types of things. All the standard <laughs> provisors, we don't want to hear any disaster meeting with stories. strangers, yes. Yeah. Um, so Kate, you said, and we don't want to give it away because it hasn't come up yet, but you can get creative with some of these websites too. Yeah, well, some of the ones I like, um, Redbubble, mm-hmm. Etsy, um, and various other places to support small independent artists and small businesses and things like that, which is a great time to support people like that this this Christmas. Often you're not going to get free shipping, especially if you're supporting a small business because they just can't afford to mm. do the kind of things that um, the large corporates can. But you can get a lot of really, really personalized gifts. And that's another thing I quite like, getting something that's a bit unique or personalized, whether it's their name or a portrait or something a little bit different that they're going to keep and remember um, but doesn't sort of look like it's just from Target in a box. Yeah. Uh, we won't give away what you got for Christmas because <laughs> you got something for a work colleague, we'll say. Um, but I'm just looking up here on the wall and I can see a photo of Jeff Bezos with, with makeup on. Mm-hmm. And I bought this from – obviously, this isn't – he didn't really wear this makeup, but it's like a colourful makeup picture. Yeah, and I don't think he painted that one. No, he didn't. But um, – this came from Redbubble in the UK. Yeah. So it's an Australian business, Redbubble. But um, this is where I bought it from. And then I just put it up as a poster on the wall. Got a yeah, cause Kmart frame, as you can see. Yeah, and you can get any design you'd like printed on any item. So Yeah. Yeah, so you could get, say, I'm, I'm a sucker for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the comedy. Mm. Uh, and I got you can get that on, like, mugs or, like, on your phone or on pillowcases, yeah. whatever you want. So, so a, yeah. And just, it's really cheap. Yeah, look online. Um, it, Etsy's good and just... Um, even going to Christmas markets and finding mm-hmm. small businesses, often you'll find really good uh, Christmas deals and stuff and you won't have to pay any postage. Yep, cool. Another one is buy non-perishables now. So some people buy baked beans years in advance. You probably don't need to do that. <laughs> but if you're thinking of buying things for Christmas, you might want to get them off your list now and you might even save a few dollars in the process. So, you know, when you are at LD, if you don't go every week or if you are at Coles or Woolies, etc., you might go and do that now rather than getting it at the local food works or whatever yeah. you have in your community. You might take the time now and it might be one or two dollars. But if you do that over 50 different things, you're saving a fair bit of money. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, another idea for gift giving with your family is um, a few ones like Secret Santa. Um, I know quite a few people mm -hmm. that do that where each member of the family uh, pulls a name out of the hat and everyone gets one person a gift. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a bit more of a nicer gift. Mm -hmm. um, but so on the day, everyone just gets one gift. Uh, so that's quite a good way to do it. Or you might choose to avoid presents altogether or just um, give presents to children, which I know some families do. That's a great way to do it. Um, I'm just Googling, as you talk, Secret Santa app. I remember getting on an app. Uh, I think it's called Elfster. That's it. And you can actually do it anonymously. So you could, someone who's ever yeah. there, the busybody in the family can set up the app. And Trusted by 17 million people. Must be good. <laughs> Must be good. Anyway, uh, that's a bit of a digression, but you can actually <laughs> just get the app and then you don't even know who. It's just like anonymous elf. Yeah. And uh, you don't know who's in the group, but you know that people are asking you questions. Okay. And so, cool. yeah, so you can actually get it out of the person that you're buying the presents for without them knowing who mm. you are. So Secret Santa doesn't have to be just for work or school. Yep. You can yep. do it with your family. Or too. you can do it with friends. Yeah. Yeah, anything like that. So that's, that's great. It's not Naughty Santa. It is Secret Santa, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Only Owen would type that into Google. Yeah. Um, avoiding presents altogether, Kate. Whew. Okay. Contentious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you could avoid giving... Material items altogether. Yeah? How do you reckon that would go down with the little ones? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm a bit of a fan of having Christmas presents under the tree and unwrapping them, but uh Yeah. I guess that's just what I'm used to. I have other friends that don't even celebrate Christmas. Well that's so, it. I was gonna say some yeah. families do not celebrate Christmas. You know, the reason that Santa is red and white is because he looks like a Coke can. Yeah. I mean this is a figment of our corporate imagination. Mm. So um yeah. I hope there's no one under 10 listening to this. It's kind of where I draw a line. <laughs> but yes, okay, so you could avoid giving presents. You might spend it on experiences. One thing that we've talked about a lot in the show is spending on experiences. Hey, you might go for a three-day camping trip. Anything like that. And you might, yeah, you might even just do something while you're out camping. You know, a special treat. These are ways to save lots of money and to also make sure the kids and the family or whoever has a really good time. Mm. Um, we'll get to, we've got an episode coming up on the fire movement. So we'll get to some of the psychology behind money there, but there's absolutely no reason why you, you, you need to get gifts. Um, so if that's you write into us and tell us why, why that's the case. Okay. One more for Christmas day, which is split the catering. Um, I've never had a Christmas at my house, so I can't really speak much to this. Mm. It's normally the job of my mother, the in-laws, um, you know, and all the rest of the extended family, but mm. you could split the catering, right? Yeah, someone does entree, someone does main, someone does dessert, and someone does booze. Yep, oh, booze. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that one. That is totally not in Australia. That is a pretty expensive line item. It might need to be a couple of people on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figure everyone just bring their own. <laughs> mm. But no, um, you definitely could. And I remember one family tradition was that someone would always bring a bucket of KFC. Obviously, KFC is not open on Christmas Day. So they'd have to get it the day before. Oh, gross. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was amazing. Do you still do that? No, I wish. I think Actually, that's my... the best. Hey? No, it's good. Yes. You mean the, the chicken goes in the fridge. I mean, it's not like it's a... Anyway, <laughs> KFC. Yeah. My mind. Support your local KFC. <laughs> um, okay, so bargains I've got here. So this is a big one and a very, very simple one, Kate. Um, did you want to 
drop this bombshell on our listeners or shall I? Well, Owen actually thought that you should all install Honey on your browser, but I feel like that's a sales pitch because all these YouTube videos I've watched are advertising Honey. Are they? Yeah. Well, get this. I didn't even know what Honey was until PayPal, a company I own shares in, bought Honey. Oh, okay. So You're I was excused. like, da-da. Now I know what Honey is and I'm like all aboard the Honey train. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a browser add-on and then when you're at checkout, it checks the web for coupon codes and applies them. Yep. So just to break that down for those of you that don't use these types of things, <laughs> you go into your browser, normally a Chrome browser, so Google Chrome browser to search the internet, and you install this add-on called Honey. And every time you're at a web checkout, let's say you're buying shoes on your favorite website, let's say Amazon, uh, it actually goes, hold on a second, and then it does this loading thing. Mm. And it goes, did you know that we've found a coupon online? You should put this coupon code in the box. And then immediately it puts that coupon code in and you get a discount if there's one available. So, so instead of having to actually collect coupons or Google Ozbargon, bargains coupon codes, it just does it automatically. Yeah, I didn't even know those online communities existed yeah, where you could go on and people share coupon codes. Yeah. People share like the cashback rewards or refer a friend. It totally works. All those types of things. I've used some yeah. random coupon codes I've found online. Well, before. funny because our business, when people would buy subscriptions, mm. we would, privacy alert, um, we could go back and see how many emails they'd received from us or whatever, like where they've got the coupon code. And some of them had never, ever engaged with our websites or with our yeah. um, emails before. So like, well, where are they getting that from? <laughs> That's all no I'm idea. saying. Anyway, uh, another one is you can use social media to follow your favorite brands. So uh, Instagram, Twitter, all these things they'll have. For example, big one recently is the Black Friday Cyber Monday sales, which reminds me, I still need to purchase something. Um, you can... Got a few hours left. You can do... We're recording this on a Monday night. You can um, follow uh, your favorite brands via email. And most of them yep. during the month of December will keep pumping out deals. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So just keep your eye on your inbox for, um, for emails from your favorite brands. And a lot, the last one is... We talk about doing research. So we've mentioned Finder, uh, Canstar is another one. There's many different websites, even blogging sites, that Honey app. There's all these different things, uh, Price Hipster. But one thing you can do is you can use a website like Choice and they do reviews of the quality of all the products, as you mm. know, like they give lemons for the worst performers and they give yeah. whatever for the best ones, down to things like toasters and um, Aldi puddings, right? Mm. And you can decide in advance which one you want just based on the reviews from these independent sites or this is an independent site you can use that instead of being the person like i'm never going to sit down and do like three days of work on a toaster some people do but if you're kind of like halfway in between you can go to the choice website and they do all the research for you mm. we've got two more uh so another idea is to invest some money on behalf of your kids or family members so mm -hmm. you might choose instead of buying xyz gifts for your kids you might put the money invested aside for them and just do an experience or something like that mm -hmm. cool. um and often if kids are getting money from family members at christmas you may steward it for them and put that aside yeah so there's a few ways so this is a question i always got and i still get is what what do you do with money that's supposed to be for your kids how can you invest that for your kids and there are so many ways to do it. Some ways to do it really wrong, just a few. And mm. then there's a few ways you can do it really well. Ultimately, the chances of you getting it seriously wrong are, are, are pretty slim. Like, 
there are some rules around using family trusts to split income and all this type of convoluted crap you don't need to worry yourself with. Most people, it's fine just to have it in your account in your own name until like until it gets to a certain size and then you can maybe look at some other means. But Yeah, you might just have a secondary bank account and mm. you put any money for that kid in it. Yep, same. You might just have your own share broker account or an uh, index fund or managed fund or whatever. Um, you can just put it in there in your name. Yes, mm. you might pay tax if you sell it again. But um, when you give it to them, you know, there might be some interesting tax uh, implications there for you so you could speak to an accountant about what might happen to it but basically just get started you might even do 50 bucks a month for them a hundred dollars for a birthday a hundred dollars for christmas whatever we've talked about all these apps and the way that you can save last one um and this is a big one it's just giving back so we talked about giving back time money food groceries all that sort of stuff the reality is if you're even listening to this podcast, if you're even planning for Christmas, if you're even worried about, you know, how much you're going to spend on who, chances are you've got more money than a lot of people out there. Mm. Uh, there are so many worthy charities, causes, events, just things that you can get behind. Like just off the top of my head, we've had a lot of bushfires recently. We've got the Smith family, those types of things that you can really make a difference to um, by donating to either your time, your money, um, excess food. So, you know, dig into your pantry, get it out, take it down to the local mm-hmm. food drive. Just do it. Um, this is a, a huge one and it's a really good way to just instill some values in particularly young people. Mm. Just go and do it. It's a fantastic experience. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Give back. You don't have to do it purely with money. Um, anyway, that's that. Kate. We've got one more housekeeping item for people that buy things for other people and they don't like them. Okay, so making sure you keep the packaging and keeping the receipts this Christmas because chances are you'll buy something for someone that doesn't fit or they don't really like, doesn't spark joy, as Marie Kondo would say, and uh, (laughs) make sure you can return it because otherwise your gifts might just be thrown out or left in the cupboard and turn into next year's Christmas present for someone else. There's always one person who doesn't like what you bought. They might yeah, not admit it. You can it. tell the fake joy. Yeah, you the, can. Oh, that's that's great. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There's no point just forcing the gift on them. Return yep. it and donate the money to charity or whatever you want to do. Even for your own sake, you might get something that you think is amazing and then it's not or someone might have got you that thing because... They thought you didn't have it and you need to take it back. Keep the box. Keep the original packaging because some, when I say some, I mean many retailers won't accept change of mind credits or well, not so much credits but money back. They'll accept change of mind credit or like vouchers but you have to have the box normally. So, yeah, unless it's like faulty, if it's faulty, you can just take it back however it is and just be like, this is faulty. But if you're just doing change of mind, Take your box. And unless you're really sure, don't give someone a super niche gift card because <laughs> it's really hard to use $50 at a weird store that only sells $100 things. Yep. Good point. Okay, Kate, we've, uh, we should finish this episode with one more thing before uh, we let everyone go, and that's just about questions and everything like that. So you can still write to us. We haven't been answering questions lately, but we may come back to doing that soon. We know you love your questions. Um, and if we haven't responded to you, Kate reminded me that we've got a whole, whole inbox, a huge inbox of 
questions and feedback yes. and ideas for They all inspire episodes. future episodes, even if we don't get back to you, but we'd love to hear from you anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach out to us, podcast at rasfinance.com. Kate you can, can be found at... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Owen Rask. Okay, Kate, that's the Christmas special. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, guys. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.